In the name of Allah, most gracious, ever merciful. Asalaamu Alaikum and peace be to you all. For our dear, very warm welcome to all of our Voice of Islam listeners today. My name is Nayab Sayyid and today we'll be discussing a little bit about a show called IAAAE. Now IAAAE stands for the International Association of Ahmadi Architects and Engineers. Now today in today's show we'll be looking at the wonderful work that uh, the individuals of this institution are doing by volunteering their services and leveraging their technical skills and knowledge both to help design solutions to current challenges and also delivering projects to a diverse range of communities in many developing nations around the world. We'll be looking at examples of how some of their work has managed to positively impact and change the lives of the recipients and also share some very interesting and heart-touching stories from the IAAAE volunteer members as they share their experiences of the journey, including challenges that they may have faced uh, and overcame en route, together with some recollections of how deeply their work has changed lives for the better for many. Now, we'll be starting the uh, show today with an introduction in the studio today. I'm delighted to welcome some senior members of the organization's European chapter, uh, Mr. Irfan Qureshi, who should be joining us shortly. We have uh, Mr. Sohail Mirza and Mahmoud Rahman Anwar. And together myself, uh, I'll declare my interest. I, I am also the General Secretary for IAAA UK and the Joint General Secretary for IAAA Europe. Welcome, gentlemen. Assalamu alaikum and peace be on you all. Yes, alaikum. Thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. Now, let, let me start by requesting some very quick introductions, uh, just to kindly give our listeners a, a, a quick introduction about yourselves to include both of what your professional remits are within the organisation and also just to, to let listeners know about uh, what your professional careers and experience uh, entail uh, and just, you know, what's, what's your role within IAAA, so just maybe a couple of minutes each. If I can uh, ask you first, Sohail. Yeah, assalamu alaikum. Uh, Sohail Mirza, uh, by profession I'm a civil structural engineer and I was really fortunate to be one of the um, early members of the IAAAE um, starting from 2003. Uh, this is where uh, we started on the projects uh, for Water for Life and Alternative Energy Committee. I remember we were at that time, we met um, in Nasser Hall uh, at Bethel Futu and we were eight of us at, at that time. Uh, and we started on those projects and our main focus was on alternative energy to start with. Okay. And uh, our first symposium was in Nusrat Hall. Okay. Uh, and uh, very small. Just, um, just, just for our listeners, so <laughs> Bertha Fatu is, the, uh, the is a complex down in Morden where basically it's uh, one of the largest mosques in Europe and uh, in a, a, a humble beginnings for the uh, community in the UK mm-hmm. kicked off from there. Yeah. That's what Sahel Sub's explaining. And in that uh, uh, meeting, um, and th- that was the beginning of yeah. uh, uh, IAAA. If I could just, if I could just uh, politely, humbly, I know we're quite short on time today, yeah. so we're trying to give our yeah. listeners maximum value. Yeah. Yeah. So if I could just ask you to just give us a little bit of flavour of your uh, professional background yeah. as well, and then I'll ask the other members to. I, I, as I've just told that I'm a, by profession, I'm a civil structural engineer. I've been working in this industry for the last about 26 years. Uh, I have a a uh, wide seen. range of uh, experience um, in Europe and internationally in Middle East and 
Uh, the Wonderful. Parts. You may you, you must have seen some changes over this time. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that has that experience has helped me to you know share my knowledge within the IAAE and steer the projects in the direction that Hazul wanted the, those projects to go to. Uh, and we we still learn from each other and from the experience of. Um, uh, diverse nature of people who are working within IAAAE. Excellent. You look like you've really grasped this concept of lifelong learning and you're yeah. continually striving for this. Yeah, uh, Alhamdulillah. Yes, yeah. Okay, I'll uh, now uh, ask uh, Mahmoudur Rahman and Rasab, who actually, actually lives and resides in, uh, in, in Switzerland, so I'll get him to uh, uh, give us a little bit of an introduction as well. So, um, my name is Mahmoud Rahman Anwar and uh, I live in Switzerland, as Nayab Saf mentioned. And um, by profession, I'm a businessman, and, uh, but I work in the UN, United Nations, um, also with different NGOs uh, regarding uh, humanitarian works uh, and, uh, uh, and about uh, uh, persecution of our Ahmadis uh, in human rights, uh, NGOs also, I'm involved. And um, also, I'm, uh, and also, um, I'm serving as um, uh, Kharja, National Secretary Umuri Kharja in Switzerland. In the now that's, uh, I believe, is the, uh, so looking after external affairs. External affairs, yes. A PR yes. and media function? Uh, also, yeah, I mean, um, this responsibility um, when I met Huzur uh, last Mulakat and Huzur mentioned that public relations are a chance you are you are you are good in the public relations so Alhamdulillah so Huzur give this responsibility and uh, I'm doing since uh, uh, last month this uh, responsibility as external affairs and uh, in, in the UN, uh, uh, I work uh, with different NGOs who are working worldwide for the sake of uh, humanity. And as uh, IAAA, I joined IAAA, uh, if uh, I'm not wrong, uh, seven years ago. And uh, Chairman Saab, uh, Mr. Akram Mahindi Saab, said um, that uh, you can join as a volunteer. So um, for the public relations, what I am doing when I have uh, meetings in the UN, so I introduce also our humanitarian works uh, at UN, what we are doing uh, in Africa, or in other countries, Alhamdulillah. So from that uh, perspective, uh, I got many good connections with other NGOs also. Thank you, Enver. Uh, now I'll hand over to uh, Irfan Qureshi, uh, who is also a vice chair and part of the senior leadership team within the uh, the organisation. Uh, Irfan, uh, please be on you. I hope you're well and uh, welcome to the show today for our visitors. Assalamualaikum. Uh, hey, please be on you and uh, a quick introduction by yourself, please. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yes. Okay. Excellent. So I uh, am a chartered civil engineer. I, again, like uh, Mr. Sohail Mirza, joined the, uh, the European chapter uh, in the early parts of when it was formed uh, in 2003. And uh, since then, I've been part of IAAA. Um, and uh, my in, uh, other work, I work for uh, an enabling works contractor 
um, as a charter civil engineer, basically, and I'm happy to serve the association. My other role is the National Secretary for Property for UK Jamaat, and that I've been doing since 2014. And for Jal Safilana, I serve as an officer of health and safety. I've been serving uh, that part of the team since 2012. That's brilliant, uh, Irfan. Uh, it obviously looks like you certainly got your hands full and uh, fingers in many pies. And uh, Irfan is quite a, a revered member, carries many, many years of experience uh, helping to guide the, uh, the organisation. Now, myself also, I think I should declare an interest, although I'm presenting the show today, I'm also uh, uh, the General Secretary for UK and Joint Secretary for the European Chapters. And we have, by way of professional background, I'm actually a networking engineer uh, involved in telecommunications and technology. Uh, but for the last two decades, I've been a uh, technology entrepreneur uh, with the, the most recent venture where we're actually helping one of the, uh, the largest software companies uh, in the world that uh, carry on workflow software to help with their ESG goals in trying to train and educate uh, members from within underserving and underrepresented communities across the world, both those people with tech and non-tech experience and uh, give, giving them a 10-week boot camp and putting them into, into a, a meaningful employment with large, large organizations, blue chip organizations. And I think it's uh, coincidental that uh, something that I would like to touch on later on in our program is the element of sacrifice and the inspiration for this actually came from my uh, work for IAAA as a volunteer. Okay, moving swiftly on. Now, what we'd like to just kick off with is what is IAAAE? So if I could ask uh, each of the members just to give us a little bit of rundown. Now, for our listeners, there's four specific areas that IAAAE get involved in, and that's primarily the provision of potable water with a committee called Water for Life, the provision of small-scale rural electrification. So what's, what that is for our listeners in basic English is taking solar renewable energy and providing the basic components of electricity to far-flung villages and outposts out in rural developing nations. Then we have a village committee which combines all of the above together, together with an architectural element and provides sustainable villages. And then we have the MITC, which is the Misrua International Technical College, as part of the organization's program with regards to transferring some skills across. So if I can just request Sahel just to give us a, a very high-level overview of the, uh, the organization and, yeah. and how it was founded and what direction it went in. Yeah, as uh, we have mentioned in the beginning, that uh, we started in 2003, and initially we had three committees, uh, Alternative Energy Committee and Water for Life and the Architects. Uh, and the main um, focus was to, with respect to alternative energy, was to uh, provision of electricity um, in the remote villages of Africa and the provision of MTA to ensure that the world gets the message of uh, His Holiness, Hazrat Mr. Masroor Ahmad, via MTA, and this was a, uh, a vehicle for education uh, also of the locals. And the other, the most important um, uh, work was related to provision of water in uh, the remote villages of Africa. We started with, uh, with the aim of boring uh, new, drilling new boreholes, uh, but uh, after the initial survey, 
uh, we embarked on a, a major project of rehabilitation of existing uh, hand pumps. And this is the first time where we have uh, cooperated uh, with external NGOs like WaterAid Water and also our um, Humanity First to do major projects uh, with the local governments in Burkina Faso and Mali. Uh, and uh, architects were mainly involved in the design of buildings, the hospitals and mosques uh, and the community centers which were being used for the education um, of the locals again. And after uh, a few few years, um, we combined the alternative energy and water for life and architects. Their services were combined to uh, build model villages. In model villages, we have uh, basically provision of water which was distributed through a network of uh, pipes and uh, uh, taps and where the water was being uh, pulled from the wells using the solar system, solar pumps and also the provision of a one bulb per house using um, the solar energy. So that's the uh, bay, bay, a brief uh, introduction that's, of what we started with. That's wonderful. Okay. And uh, I, the, His Holiness has quite a uh, uh, direct uh, approach in terms of his guidance that he's providing the association with regards to its direction of travel. Yeah, I, I remember, as I said, uh, our very first uh, symposium was in uh, Fuzzel Mosque. Uh, and uh, we started with the alternative energy and we had progressed a lot. And our main focus during our report was uh, on alternative energy and on the very last bit we mentioned something about water and then as you <coughs> said I don't know what is your priority but my priority <coughs> is water so that, that you see that who Hazur has gradually guided us in the direction the, that he wanted IAAE to take uh, and then at that stage um, the Water for Life Committee was not very active and I think on the very first um, uh, uh, very uh, next week, um, uh, uh, a team went out into Africa to do the surveys of how the work could be done. And this is where we started embarking on rehabilitation of existing pumps. And this was a very, uh, what you say, a low-hanging fruit, and yeah. we could achieve uh, big uh, achievements um, in a shorter time with uh, less money and with less investment. And also, uh, it started a cooperation with the local NGOs. So, so that's uh, pretty pretty dynamic in terms of no 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 making about straight into the state induction by fire, as yep. they say. And this was merely uh, by the grace of God and the prayers uh, by His Holiness uh, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmad that that we the, the most of the teams this was their first visit to Africa uh, and we had some ideas of how to do the work, but. And it, it, uh, most of the time it was a miracle that things were just happening uh, without, some, sometimes we had not planned for things like rehabilitation. It was not a planned um, because I, I was the one who visited and I was doing a research for how to do um, new boreholes, uh, find out about drilling machines and those sort of things. But when I got there uh, and I saw that there were many, many uh, hand pumps which were in uh, erected or installed by other NGOs, but those NGOs, when they had their purpose of getting the money out of the organizations and the governments, they were not bothered about how to, uh, you know, rehab, uh, maintain them. And this is where pick, we picked up. And we learned from the failures of the other organizations, and we made sure that we just don't 
um, install a pump or a facility and then disappear. We made sure that the locals were involved and they owned that project and they can they, they learn from uh, from us to how to maintain it. And our focus was to get women involved because those were the basically the breadwinner, as you can say, okay. in Africa, and and it was a big success. So it's a real sort of inclusive, getting the entire community and all of the stakeholders involved at an early stage. At an early stage, uh, yeah. That was probably quite uh, uh, symbolic of the yeah. uh, success that yes. you achieved as a result. I mean, it was a challenge because yeah. um, uh, most of the countries that we have worked with, the, the language was um, uh, French okay. and, and uh, to communicate, and then they have their local languages also. Uh, so we were lucky that the, through the network of uh, our uh, Jamaat, uh, the, the, the missionaries and um, local uh, uh, representatives, they, they helped us a lot in terms of moving around and in, in terms of uh, communicating with the people. Uh, and this is where uh, I think uh, it is a major uh, factor of our success in Africa. That, and, and I mean, the, by, by no means the, uh, the, the level and scale of the work, which uh, based on the very humble model that was started those many years ago, is uh, quite significant. I think uh, important to let the users know. So IEEE, just in terms of the water points that they've uh, to provide potable water, they have approximately been responsible for over 3000 water points, which include hand pumps, solar pumps, etc. Uh, they have about 800 microgrid electrification projects and the village projects which we talked about I believe are now up to 20 villages in across 13 countries. Now in terms of just to give you uh, an idea of the scale in terms of the impact that's been put out by this humble organization with the water points each water point can be you know distributing water for anything between 150 again up to in some cases three to four hundred people per pump now on the uh, the village side I know we have 20 villages in terms of households in those villages the smallest village may have about 75 households the largest one which is Kitonga in Tanzania is home to approximately three and a half thousand households so that will just give our listeners a, a little bit of an idea and perspective as to how they now, we're uh, going to be uh, heading for a, a short break now, uh, and when we come back, we will speak to uh, both uh, Anwar and to Irfan about some of the other work. Is uh, for all You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. And a very warm welcome back to all of our listeners on Voice of Islam. Today, in this live show with Mina Ab Sayed, we're discussing IAAAE, which stands for International Association of Ahmadi Architects and Engineers. And for our listeners, just for a recap for those that have just joined us, this is a consortium of professional architects and engineers who have devoted to serving communities and individuals in developing countries. Now, all I may ha uh, hasten to add, in a selfless uh, way where all of the work is actually done by volunteers. Now, this afternoon, we have the privilege and opportunity to delve deeper with uh, some of our senior members of IAAAE. 
and getting them to share with us some of the wonderful inspiring work that they're doing to both alleviate the suffering and poverty many many people around the world and also in order to help improve their lives. Now for those who have just joined us we're from uh, IAAA here today we have including myself we have Mr. Sahel Mirza we have Mr. Mahmoud Rahman, Mahmoud Rahman Anwar and Irfan Qureshi. Gentlemen let's now continue from where we left off. Uh, so I'll, I'll now like to uh, just basically take over to uh, Irfan as we discuss as the pandemic kicked in uh, a few years ago uh, how that actually impacted the organization and the work that it was uh, carrying on I mean literally one day we're, we're out full-on in projects with multiple teams across the world and suddenly the uh, the handbrake's been pulled on and the red lights are up so uh, Irfan I'd just love to ask you to share some of your views at the time as to what the impact was on the organization and how its quick thinking and adaptability kicked into gear to keep the work flowing? Yes, so yes, pandemic really affected um, most of the operations throughout the world, not just uh, operations within IAAA. But one important thing uh, we always were doing was throughout the, um, the pandemic, we were seeking guidance from Hazrat Amir al-Mu'mineen, may Allah be his helper, our uh, fifth caliph, Hazrat Mr. Masroor Ahmad. So his constant guidance was important. And um, the as we, we saw the main uh, arm of the other organizations functioning, we also adapted during the pandemic to actually work remotely. In, in, in actual fact, managing projects where there's lack of infrastructure in in the African uh, continent is a challenge already because we we manage most of the projects remotely anyway. Majority of our volunteers are from the Europe, um, uh, and they they manage it remotely. But yes, trips to a certain extent to Africa uh, did um, stop for a brief period, but then Hazrat Amir al guided us that the pandemic is uh, when the government restrictions were pretty much eased, eased to a certain extent, then we started uh, taking trips to Africa. So trips then then started going on. But the project as such, the, the beauty of the project is that when we actually go out to work uh, in a particular field within Africa, we try and train the local teams so they are, they are empowered so they can carry on with the work even without our uh, us physically present there. So the teams who have been trained, they were able to carry on the work, um, although we were supervising them remotely and providing funding for them, for the projects to continue. So yes, we had to adapt, but it was pretty much in the same vein as how we used to do anyway. And just the brief uh, hold on trips as soon as the government restrictions started easing, the trips continued. Yeah, and I think it's important also for the uh, the, the listeners to be aware. It uh, it's amazing how out of every adversity that one faces, sometimes some real positive impact can be created through that. I remember at the stage when the pandemic kicked in, and suddenly the entire uh, senior executive team of IAAA is sitting there thinking, "Okay, what do we do now?" and 
you know, it was really inspiring to see that they didn't actually waste time. So one of the first things that happened is they literally started to call all of the member volunteers of the organization. And literally within the space of a couple of days, it raised a significant amount of uh, money, which they managed to then get across to these countries, primarily in, uh, uh, in countries in Africa where the need was the greatest allowing individuals and families uh, uh, to be distributed with funds so they could the local communities uh, for the Ahmadiyya community located out in these regions managed to get together some basic emergency packs of staples which could then be uh, distributed as the pandemic took hold so i think this sort of quick thinking and adaptability is uh, is definitely been a a real yeah, positive it's part element. of uh, every project that we do yeah. absolutely and uh, I think in terms of the acceleration of our wishes and desires uh, from a senior management team to, to start building the capacity and empowering those of our beneficiaries who we aim to serve, it really helped to catalyze that. If I could add, I think this is what we started in our projects early on to empowering the, as Irfan has mentioned, the locals. Uh, had helped us during the pandemic. I mean, there we had teams there which were already trained as, uh, in different uh, pro uh, professions, like in uh, electric, uh, electrical work or in uh, um, the boreholes, and and that those were able to get our projects going. Um, and and I, I believe this was a, a great achievement in terms of empowering Absolutely. the locals. Yeah. No, I think it was uh, it, it was definitely with the outgoing and. And it was strange how, when we were first looking at it, we thought, oh, how do we, how do we handle this one suddenly? We've, we've got to really do something. Mm. And with the willingness, drive and momentum that the, the, the local, locals in each one of these countries managed to pick up the baton and actually run forward with it, absolutely, truly inspiring. I think they, 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 they far outstripped each one of our, uh, our own uh, uh, estimations as, as to mm. the fears that we had. So it was a, a real powerful story. Now, being very conscious of time, there's still a couple of points that I think we would need to cover. Now, one was with regards to, so IAAA is comprised of volunteers and this whole ethos of where many a case, all of the engineers actually buy their own even airfares when airfares. they go out on projects. Yep. So literally, we're, we're, we're getting the, uh, you know, to pardon the expression, the maximum bang for your buck in terms yeah. of the impact that's being created. And, and that's a big difference uh, when you compare IAAA with other organizations. And I, I think uh, every penny that we collect or we donate is, go is going into the projects. Nothing is going into the uh, management uh, of uh, an organization like uh, um, the other organizations where if you're uh, donating a pound, maybe 75% of that is going towards the management of the okay. organization and only 25% is going as a charity ultimately to the people who really need that. So uh, th this is just the blessings uh, of Khilafat and uh, you know the guidance um, of our holy uh, Khalifa Masur Ahmed that we, we have been able to achieve so much with so little uh, and, and I don't think that the other organizations can compete with us uh, at that level despite of their resources. Wanna, just on that point, as um, Sahil was mentioning, that um, some of the um, other NGOs, their CEOs draw huge salaries just to manage their, their, um, their work in different countries, but we our um, hierarchy 
got no salary. They've been doing it purely for the uh, love of God and its creation. And uh, the guidance is, as Sarah mentioned, is from uh, Khilafat. And that's the beauty of our organization. Here I want to mention also to carry on the, this point. Uh, as uh, I work with different NGOs and I know uh, really that uh, they deduct their salaries first. I know the many NGOs who deduct their salaries first. They said, okay, how much is our salary? We deduct this first. And then uh, 30 to 35% uh, they deduct. And then uh, out of 100%, they, they, they give the charity for about 60% or 65%, you know. But uh, alhamdulillah that we are the volunteers uh, uh, who are working uh, by the grace. And this also ties back in with yeah. the uh, ethos and the belief of the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, uh, Mirza Mirza uh, Ahmed, who instilled this element of sacrifice and to feel the pain and to serve humanity to the extent where he's almost indicated that the only way that you can actually move forward and doing this with the full faith and belief that needs to be is to be at the level where you can actually feel the pain of the challenge of the uh, the beneficiaries that you serve. So it's a, it's a very, very important point. Now, just finally, as, as we come up towards the, the end of our uh, program here today, a couple of things we'd like to talk about is the uh, the progressive nature of IAAAE. Now, uh, I believe, uh, Irfan, that we're now sort of moving forward with the next phase of the development of the organization and the empowerment that we're trying to create by moving down the road of uh, creating some educational and skills transfer academies? Yes, so um, in the first training college that is being set up, <coughs> it's being done in Nigeria. Um, it's going to be um, a training college which imparts basic skills to people, um, electrical courses, plumbing courses, bricklaying <laughs> courses will be made available to the wider um, uh, people who who can come and learn and then stand on their own feet. Um, the the best um, the best means to actually serve the population uh, or the deprived population will be by imparting education to them. And His Holiness has um, particularly guided us that we as IAAA, um, where we are starting this first college in Nigeria, we should be setting up these colleges across Africa wherever uh, the need is and obviously the need is in 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 areas that are remote and deprived um, areas where people don't have the basic skills to stand on their own feet and this education that will be provided and I'm sure in years to come uh, the world will inshallah see that um, through this education uh, the whole society will be benefiting uh, and, and the infra infrastructure that is created through this will be hugely beneficial to the entire continent uh, of Africa. So this is an, a very important project that's uh, uh, about to start and um, we request special prayers that we are able to fulfill this aspiration of our, our beloved Imam, uh, our uh, Caliph, uh, that we are able to um, work and impart this knowledge in the best way possible. Truly, truly wonderful and uh, may all these aspirations be achieved. And then as I said, we're, as we come to a close, the 
one other area which uh, His Holiness has also now directed the focus for the organization we see we're in uh, you know uh, turbulent situations around the globe there's trouble and toil wherever you see and the original basis of why IAAAE was founded uh, originally with a view to helping with the infrastructure and building requirements for the community as it scaled and grew on that same note we have now been tasked specifically to look at you know items such as uh, building low-cost affordable housing quick quick build projects and and to look at uh, situations where we see you know after situations like Ukraine etc and many other areas around the world the the necessity for being in a position where you can use these and leverage these technical skills and experience that you have within the teams to try and associate members with people thank you very much for your time our dear listeners and we, uh, uh, we, we, we hope that you found this show, show uh, uh, of, of use and should you have any questions please feel free to send an email to IAAAE at voiceofislam.co.uk.